Mountain High Appliance, family owned and operated for 30 years. Denver Sports and 1043 The Fan proudly present Be a Mentor, Be a Fan. Presented by Mountain High Appliance. Learn more about getting involved at denversports.com slash mentor. Happy Saturday morning, Denver. Be a mentor, be a fan is our campaign here at Denver Sports 1043 The Fan, where we're advocating and encouraging people here in the Denver community to get involved with mentorship. It's such a valuable, valuable tool to young people here in our community here in Denver. And you can make a real impact on these people that will last for years and years and really generations to come. I'm Ron Sharon, and every Saturday morning, I've got the privilege of sitting down with different former athletes, uh, local media personalities, just all kinds of interesting people with great stories of how mentors helped get them to where they are today and how mentorship is still a part of their active life and their career moving forward. Today, I'm really excited to sit down with Zach By. You hear him right here on 104.3 The Fan. And Zach has a unique perspective because he has both an athletic and a broadcasting background as a college athlete and then transitioning into being a at one time play by play broadcaster and now a radio broadcaster. You've done some television as well, Zach. So going to have some great stories. So appreciate you joining us this Saturday morning. Yeah, thanks a lot, Raj, for having me. I'm uh, really excited about this. I love uh, looking back and uh, also looking forward. So this should be great. No, I, I, I can't wait to dig in because I know you've got some great stories and we've talked about some of these before. Uh, before I forget, denversports.com slash mentor is the website that we're encouraging people to go to. Again, that's denversports.com slash mentor. That's where you'll find great resources about mentorship, how you can get involved, including with a great organization, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Colorado that we're proud to be partnered with. They've got a huge need for mentors, specifically males, which makes up such a big segment of the sports audience that listen here on the fan. So again, encouraging you, can't do it enough to head to the website and figure out how you can get involved and make an impact in someone's life somewhat like someone did with a Zach by. So Zach, let's get started when you were young. I know we've talked a lot about your youth and uh, you were obviously a, a big sports fan growing up. You played a lot of sports. Uh, I'm assuming probably started at a pretty young age. Were there any coaches or mentors that helped get you started and helped you along the way as you progressed in your basketball career? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, first and foremost, um, you know, my dad, uh, when I was young, uh, putting the basketball in my hands and just sort of teaching me the game. You know, he never was some big, you know, even high school basketball player. Um, he was a bit of a troubled kid um, on his own, uh, but uh, he put the ball in my hand, taught me the game and encouraged me, you know, to play. And for whatever reason, it was like a magnet, a, a, a moth to a flame. Like I, I, I told my mom, you know, when I first started playing, um, it was called Tartan Youth. We're the Scotia Tartans in my hometown. And uh, I, I, I was so in love with basketball when I was like seven, eight years old. I remember telling my mom, hey, on tomorrow morning, it'd be like Friday night. I, I would say, when you wake me up tomorrow, I'd say, just say basketball. And I would like spring out of bed. And um, falling in love with the game, I was like seven, eight years old, playing, hooping every Saturday morning, playing when I would come home from school. And I remember being at one of these um, events. I was probably maybe getting to be a little bit older, like 10 at the time. I played like three, four years in a row, had a basketball hoop at home. And it was one of these Saturday mornings where uh, a gentleman was in the gym named James Jimite, Coach G, um, who 
I I did not know from Adam, and I was maybe ten, like eleven, and I remember he came over and watched this young Tartan youth um, basketball Saturday morning, and he would watch all the games. And I remember he came over to uh, my mom and say, "Hey, you know, make sure he keeps playing." And he's probably thinking, "Hey, if that kid who's lean and, and skinny can fly around, like he might be playing for me in a few years." And I remember him just encouraging me, and then. You know, I get into middle school where I'm playing real organized basketball for the first time ever and, you know, meeting these coaches um, whose names no one here in Denver would know. But I, you know, will never forget them. You know, the uh, Dave Versace and uh, Coach Palumbo, um, these guys who would take their time to, you know, help me try to get better, help my teammates try to get better. And you appreciate it always, but not until you get older and realize how valuable an adult's time is, especially an adult with their own kids, to be spending time with other kids. That is invaluable. And even uh, I look back after all these years later, like it's um, it made a profound impact on me, even if I didn't realize it in the moment. And one key thing with mentorship, and you touched on it a little bit with time, there is sometimes the misconception that being a mentor means it is this just massive and same time commitment. And it can be if you want it to be, if sure. you want to be a, a coach or something of that sort. But it doesn't necessarily have to be. And we've talked about that, of how sometimes it can just be a mentor to, to take a kid to a movie or out to lunch or something mm-hmm. of that sort can yeah. really make, uh, sometimes depending on that child's circumstance, if they're not an athlete, just as big of an impact. So you had these coaches at a young level, uh, you know, you're in middle school, you're kind of learning the game, Zach. Talk to me about once you get to high school, because obviously you're going to start to hit your your growth spurt. And now suddenly you, that that lean kid, maybe he can run around and play for me. Now you are that lean athletic kid who can jump and fly. And uh, wh- who's helping you there? Are there coaches helping you on the court? Are there uh, counselors or teaching or teachers helping you in the classroom to make sure that, hey, like you might be able to keep playing this and into the next level into college. Yeah, um, it w- that wasn't really a conversation at that time because I was a I was slow to uh, get good at the game. Like I was, I loved it, but I was not one of these kids that was playing like AAU basketball out on the road. Like at that point in time, my mom was raising two boys with not a ton of resources, and we were just not like going to be this AAU family. That's just not how it was going to go. In fact, like I had AAU coaches. I was good a good enough athlete where. They wanted me to play with them in high school, especially early in high school when I was like 14 and my mom needed to bring me around. And it was like, hey, you know, we got practice three days a week and then we have games on the weekend. And and she didn't let me play even. Um, so I, I, I mentioned that because I was not some great player, you know, younger when I was younger and I got better and better every year because I was just obsessed with it. And my mentors and coaches at that time were like, first and foremost, I think it was my varsity coach, Coach G, who really knew my family situation and, you know, was really, I think, more sensitive to be like more of like a father role because uh, I wasn't living with my dad at the time. He had moved away for a few years. He was in the Navy, so he was living in Virginia for some years and came back when I was in high school. So it was like Coach G, I think. Um, and then along with, you know, my JV coach, you know, uh, his name was Jamie Haver and Dave Versaki, And they were, they would, you know, keep an eye on me and encourage me, um, help me with just, fundamental stuff that I was lacking. Um, And then by the time that, you know, I get to be like a junior, 
I have been playing basketball now every single day for probably like four or five years. And to your question, my growth spurt had popped. So I went from like an average size kid in class to being six one, and then six two, and then six three. And I'm coming into my body while I'm working on my game. So, I mean, it got to a point where like my brother was a senior and I was a junior. He didn't play basketball. His senior year played it every year and decided to not play his senior year because he was not going to play over me as a junior. Uh, And I was getting really good. And it it did start to, I was so obsessed with it. It was like, well, can I keep playing? Can I work even harder and make these, make these AAU teams and get recruited? And that stuff started to happen for me as well. Um, So, there was like, you know, if I really, Raj, like, and this is a testament to, to you know, and I came from a small hometown of like just how many people I intersected with that either it, it just mere encouragement from not even a coach. Say it was a kid that was two years older than me that I looked at like the, 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 the greatest thing. Even him saying, hey, man, you got better. Hey, you got a little bit stronger. So just being a, 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 a mild mentor um, would go such a long way. And we got to remember how sensitive we are when we're in those formidable years and just how important someone encouraging you or saying like, for, you know, forget basketball for a second. Like, I like those new shoes that for a 15 year old might make their entire day. And um, I had enough, you know, not everyone's like that. Of course, you go through your trials and tribulations of in your teen years. But I had enough people like that uh, that I had intersected with that um, put some wind in my sails for sure. So, Zach, talk to me about transitioning then from the end of your high school tenure into college as your game kind of rounded out. Uh, who's helping you, especially because it's not just sports. You have to get ready for the uh, academic side of it as well. Yep, yep, yep. So I was not a very good student, and my number one focus was to stay eligible for basketball. And I did have teachers that were hyper aware of that. That like, hey, you get to know me. I do not want to sit there in class. I want to play basketball. This is why. You know, like seriously, Raj. Like, and this is like not to get carried away. But if I didn't have the game of basketball, and I didn't have coaches and mentors and teachers that were acting like almost guardrails of my life, like invisible guardrails, I don't know if I would have had the motivation to finish high school. And someone listens to this right now, but like, how is that possible? Like, this guy shows up every day to work at, you know, at a cool station like the fan. You must have, like, busted your butt to get there. And all that's true. But if I didn't have those, like, mentorship guardrails during those formidable years, I don't know what would have happened. And so as I'm transitioning, now it's like serious. Now it's like, can I get a full scholarship? And I I busted my butt at the JUCO level, and I played for a guy named Andre Cook, who was one of the biggest influences um, in my what turned out to be my adult life, where you hear coaches or bosses say, hey, my door's always open. His door was actually always open. And I was going through stuff and was confused and was trying to find my own way. And, and he would always just help me and just listen. And that year that I played junior college was humbling because in my own head, I thought I'd already be at the full scholarship level and had to, you know, go through a different layer of process to get there. And I had the season of my life playing for that guy. And I set rebounding records and I was nationally ranked rebounding average, like 12 and a half rebounds a game, led the whole league. And I eventually got that full scholarship offer from another mentor of mine named Brian Bury, who's a New York state hall of famer coached at the college of St. Rose for over three decades. And that's where I ended up accepting a 
scholarship offer from. And from that point, you know, Brian Beery, uh, my coach, and Mike Perno, my assistant, and just the little stuff, the little pieces of advice they would they would give me, and sometimes big pieces of advice. Like you should probably never do that again. You know, like be, you know, delivering a message of conviction to you know maybe a sometimes arrogant twenty one year old, you know, twenty year old. Um, so those 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 influences in my life were massively uh, important as well. Zach, I want to talk a little bit about how you then transitioned from being a college athlete to a out of college broadcaster, because that's a big jump and, and there's a lot of changes. And that can be very scary to somebody who, as you've mentioned, your priority was playing basketball for most of your childhood. You're not going to be playing basketball anymore. How do you transition that? We're talking about mentorship this morning. It's be a mentor, be a fan. DenverSports.com slash mentor is the site. We're trying to encourage everyone to head there and get involved with mentorship. We'll hear more with Zach by when we return. 30 years. That's how long Mountain High Appliance has been serving Colorado. Hi, I'm Brad Barnett, president of Mountain High Appliance. As a local family-owned and operated company, we're proud of our long history of helping families build the kitchens of their dreams. Because kitchens are where families gather and reconnect, where they share stories from their day and make plans for the future. And we're honored that you've made the Mountain High family part of your family for the past three decades. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff are always eager to help, and we're the only place where you can try before you buy with hundreds of appliances hooked up live. But the service doesn't stop there. We also offer professional delivery and installation. So why shop anywhere else? Visit a Mountain High Appliance showroom today in Littleton, Louisville, or our Denver Clearance Center. Open Monday through Friday till 530, Saturday and Sunday till 5, or online at mountainhighappliance.com. Thank you. Denver Sports and 104.3 The Fan proudly present Be a Mentor, Be a Fan Presented by Mountain High Appliance Learn more about getting involved at denversports.com slash mentor Welcome back this Saturday morning to Be a Mentor, Be a Fan I'm Rod Sharon along with Zach Bai We're talking about mentorship, encouraging people to get involved at denversports.com slash mentor Where you can learn about a great organization like Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Colorado And there's many, many ways to get involved with mentorship. So Zach, when we left off, we were you, you, you were in college, you had great college coaches that were helping you become the best version of yourself. But at some point for the people that aren't the 1% of the 1%, sports do end. And that had been your focus was playing basketball. Tell me about the transition from, okay, basketball, like pl- as a playing it is going to end, I'm going to then search this other avenue, which is broadcasting. Yeah. Uh, so, so the, the, the fact that basketball was not going to be in my future, um, and and I, I had some visions of grandeur, like I knew I was going to go play in the NBA or whatever. I wasn't even starting for my college team, um, but I, I thought maybe I could go play overseas and just go for the life experience, make peanuts, but be able to play and visit a different part of the world. And once I got out of college, that didn't there wasn't really an avenue for that. So I had a decision to make, like I was still playing basketball all the time, like five days a week, but it was like there was no carrot in front of me. You know, when you're younger, it's like, you know, I want to make the team. I want to make the modified team. You get into high school. You want to play well and one day play great on varsity. And then I got to do that. And then it's like, okay, how can I try to get a full scholarship? And I ended up doing that. And then there's like no layer after that for me because I wasn't a great enough player. So what I had to like quite literally consciously, like almost out loud, like this is not going to work for you. Big picture. What do you want to do with your life? You spent the last 10 years as a hooper, you know, what do you want to do? And I was, 
uh, uh, had two different roads in front of me that I was seriously considering, and there wasn't even really much of a, a third. It was going to go into college coaching and be an assistant, recruit kids to, to, to a campus. I thought I'd be pretty good at that. Or go down the sports broadcasting route. And both take a lot of time to succeed if you ever want to get to like the upper levels of, of both of those industries. But once you do, if if you're able to succeed, those are pretty good lives. And the, the tiebreaker for me was if you could make it in both, what would be more conducive for you to be a dad? And it was clearly sports broadcasting. If you're a college coach, your life on the road never stops. There's always an next recruiting class. So I was like, you know, I'm going to give this a try. And I start to get, I, I basically, I used to have this mental image of all my energy and my power. If it was an electricity plug plugged in the wall, if I were to literally remove it and plug it into a different outlet and sports media was now going to be that outlet. So I started. I, uh, or even when I was in college, you're talking about mentors. When I was in college, my senior year, I got to do an internship with a guy named Roger Wyland, who is like, you know, uh, uh, maybe Mike Kliss of Albany. He's the, he's the sports director for the NBC affiliate. He's got a morning show on the ESPN affiliate on radio, and he's the voice of one of the two Division I programs in upstate New York, the University at Albany. And I got an internship with this guy who uh, my, my college basketball coach, Brian Beery, put me in contact with him. And he really fostered me as a young broadcaster in a way that you really can't um, – it was just best case scenario. Not like he said one thing that was like changed my life that I'll never forget when Roger gave me this one piece of advice. It wasn't like that. It was just him taking his time with me, explaining why he did things a certain way, saying that that thing that you might care about actually doesn't matter. And here's why. So he just took his time with me. I watched the way that he worked. He had an incredible work ethic. Uh, and just uh, by him putting his arm around me and giving me time as an intern as Fortune would have it, two, three years after that, the color job, uh, color commentating job at the University of Albany opens up, and he's the play-by-play guy, been there for 20 years. He got to have a real say in who his partner was going to be. And I ended up getting that job at like 23 years old. There's only 350 Division One universities in the country. I was the voice of one of them. And you haven't done that job before. You know how coveted mm-hmm. that job is. Like, man, there's not a lot of us. And I was, I had got it at 23. I mean, it was because of Roger uh, and his, his, him taking his time with me and kind of showing me the ropes. And um, he never stopped that, even to the point where I came to Denver. He and I were still working together. We had worked together for six years. That's a long time. That's how me, a long me and Stokely have been together. That's how long me and Roger were together. Uh, and he never stopped helping me. And when I say helping me, I'm talking about we'd go to buy lunch and he never made me grab for my wallet. Like stuff like that of just like caring about me and keeping the dream alive. And um, it, it's, it was a tough haul, but I, I, I can say this, you know, it, it, tough haul in terms of on my way to Denver, working four different jobs all at once and, you know, being broken, all this stuff. I can conclusively say with great uh, conviction, there is no way I am sitting here doing this you know, mentorship conversation without that mentor in Roger Weiland. And that's such a big part of what we've talked about through these conversations is 
professionally, mentorship can be so huge as well. So, uh, and obviously we focus a lot on youth and rightfully so, but even someone who's just starting their career out or mm-hmm. at the internship stage, something of that nature, the, the right piece of advice, the, the right person telling them, Hey, here's what my observations were at that stage of my career. Here's some lessons that I learned. Hey, maybe try it this way can go a long way and, and, and really again, make an impact on someone that lasts years and years to come. And that's why we're encouraging everybody to get involved. Denversports.com slash mentor. So Zach, talk me through your, 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 how do you get from Albany calling some games in basketball, eventually getting into the talk side of it. Yep. And then finding your way out here west. Man, well, I, I always love sports talk radio because, and I've shared this a few times on, on the radio, and for when people hear it for the first time, it just doesn't hit their ears right, is that I, for a 10-year period growing up, from about 7 to 16 maybe, um, I didn't have a TV in my house. My mom, she said, you want to be stimulated? You go outside and play basketball um, or listen to the radio. So I'd be listening to the radio like a kid from the 1940s. And that's how I grew up. So I was calling into sports talk shows when I was a teenager. I was on national radio on Jim Rome. You're a clone. When I was a clone. I was 18 <laughs> years old, you know, um, dr- calling into uh, my local programs, national programs, whatever. And so when I'm, I'm, I'm working in Albany and I'm busting my butt, um, I'm hosting trivia on Monday nights and Wednesday nights. I'm doing the ESPN morning show for two hours every morning. But as a part-time guy, so I'm making like eleven fifty an hour. Um, I am calling the games for the University of Albany, which used to actually be my, you know, that was how I could make some money because at the time they're paying me like three hundred fifty bucks a game, which was a huge deal. And so, so I, I'm trying to get better. I'm doing it for years and I'm never sure it's going to work outside of Albany, but I was doing really well in Albany. Like I was, I was maxing out that market and I sent an email along with a clip of me on the air on a day that um, one of my mentors, Roger and my co-host wasn't there. And I send this, uh, uh, what turned out to be a demo. It was really just a segment of me going solo. uh, And I had some rant about Odell Beckham Jr. And, 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 and then you heard it at the time because you were working here, but this is how this happened. So I, I had, I had this, I had this, uh, uh, audio, um, drive and I sent it to the consultant that was consulting our station at the time. And I was not looking for a job. I was not that brazen. I was like, Hey, his name was Rick. I said, Rick, do you have any advice for me? If you listen to this segment, please, I just want to get better. And he sent me back this, you know, thoughtful email. But unbeknownst to me, he passed it along to, at the time, your boss, named Armin Williams, and you guys are listening to demos, and 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 and, and you and Armin say, hey, you know, he might be a good fit in Seattle, and they pass my tape along to Seattle. Seattle listens to it; they really like it. And I get this phone call I, again. I have no idea that this piece of audio is getting passed around, and I get this phone call from Seattle. It's like, hey, um, my name's Mike. And I'm the program director uh, here at ESPN 710 Seattle. I heard your um, a demo uh, and your your solo segment about Odell Beckham Jr. I want to fly you out to Seattle because we have a sidekick, a producer uh, role with John Clayton, who has since passed. Of course, you know, rest in peace, ESPN. Great John Clayton, you did work yes. with both us in Seattle. For those who don't know, we're a part of the same company. It's yes. our sister stations. So that's why we passed it on to yeah. Seattle and John worked for both outlets. Yeah, and good good clarity there. So I go out to Seattle. I'm like, I can't. Well, I cry. He calls me and he tells me this. I hang up the phone and I cry. I'm like, and I'm, 
it's just a lot, a lot even flooding back to me here. So it's, I, I take this call, and I, I can't believe after 10 years I'm getting an out-of-market offer. I go out to Seattle. Um, I meet those guys out there. They're so great. Two weeks later, it was Valentine's Day, 2017. So we just turned the page from 2016 to 2017. And I get the call. Um, whew. Uh, get, uh, getting a little dusty in here. Mentorship can make an impact. <laughs> uh, so I get the call. I'm going to try to hold it together here best I can. But this story is so personal to me because it changed my life. So I get the call from Denver from Armin says, hey, you know, I passed along your tape to Seattle. I thought you'd be a great fit. And we've listened to like 200 demos to who could be Stokely's partner. Um, and turns out you're probably the best fit. And I think I mistakenly passed along to Seattle. Will you come out to Denver? And... I cry again and, 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 and I, I'm out to Denver the next day and I'm staying at the double tree, which is about 200 yards from where we're sitting right now. I got you. I remember I picked, yeah, you, up you picked me that. up in a white Prius. That was and, my ride at and, the time. And drove me around Denver and, and, and I was just so, and I got to meet Stokely and we just hit it off and we did some mock segments mm-hmm. and, um, no joke. The first ever Stokes segment that me and Stokely did together was me telling him why Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all. <laughs> Not Peyton Manning. You can't make it up. But 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 so we do we do the show and 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 I get the job offer and I call Seattle and I said I can't believe I'm not coming. But after ten years of no out of market offers from upstate New York, I had two within a with a within a one month period and coming out here meeting you guys, it changed my life. And you know, Armin was certainly a mentor of and, mine. And Rick and yeah, yeah, and Rick, yeah. Rick Scott, yeah. like you know, trying to you know help me out and just and just right. you know being a, a bit of a guiding light, mm-hmm. you know, a, to a, an area like shining the light to areas that I didn't even know existed, like right. one hundred four three the fan in Denver, and I get to meet Armin and get to meet you, and it, it, it totally changed the whole trajectory of me and my family's life. So talk to me now because you've been here for several years about it coming full circle as far as mentorship, where you went from that young kid who mm-hmm. had a, a Rick, who's a huge mentor of mine as well, helping you you know go the right way, and then eventually an arm and me, you get here. And now you're, you're a veteran. You're, you're mm-hmm. somebody people look to advice, whether it's a, a young host here at the station, maybe yep. it's a producer or a board op, uh, you know, somebody trying to get their career started. Yep. And also you're one of our, our best people in the digital space, and so many people are trying to get involved in that. So I know you you get people reaching out to you don't even work here right. looking for advice. Right. Talk to me about the importance of paying it back now the other direction. Man, it's just trying to have a positive impact to the people that are around you. You know, a, 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 a journalism student, I think I shared this with you maybe six months or a year ago, a journalism student did an interview with me, goes, what's your philosophy? And I didn't, I never thought about it. Like, what's my philosophy? And it made me think, though, you know, it basically boils down to two things. Work as hard as you possibly can and have a positive impact around the people that intersect with your day-to-day life. And those, for me, are board ops. They're producers. They are young hosts here and at other stations. They're, they're other journalism students. Like, I was on the phone two nights ago for a half hour with, you know, recently graduated journalism student who is looking at a daunting work landscape. Um, it's hard to make it in this business. It really is. It, it, it actually mirrors pro sports in a lot of ways where every year there's a new class of college kids coming out who want to work in sports and it can be very discouraging. And a lot of times when you talk about mentoring, for me, it's not giving some sage piece of advice that changes the course of someone's life or their, their, their career. It's just simply saying, keep going, keep going. 
you're doing great. Keep going. It doesn't happen overnight. And if you have good work ethic and you believe you're talented, just keep going and, and, and something will break. For me, I had good stuff happen to me. But for the big picture, my first full-time job is here at the fan. That happened nine and a half years before I started. So from the Rodgers and the other people in my life saying, hey, you, you, you got better. Hey, you're getting better. Just simply saying that. Just like I talked about in the first segment. To a fifth grader, you saying, hey, I like those new pair of shoes. Or you were awesome at recess or whatever. Just that pat on the back is oftentimes more impactful than any, like, one piece of central advice. Like, oh, when Zach said that to me, the light really went off. And the, No, it's just about, like, treat people kindly. The business can be very competitive. But be solid to other people because you remember how that felt when you were in those shoes. So for young board ops, young producers, young hosts, recently graduated folks, talking to you know people who are still in college, who what I did just a couple of weeks ago, like just being a positive force saying you can do this is oftentimes the most impactful thing that you can actually say. Can't end on a better note than that. DenverSports.com slash mentor. That is the site. Again, we're encouraging you one last time to head there, learn how you can get involved, become a mentor today and have a profound impact on someone's life like you've heard some of the stories from Zach today. Zach, thanks so much for sharing these stories. Thank you for giving me the space to share them. Be a mentor. Be a fan. 30 years. That's how long Mountain High Appliance has been serving Colorado. Hi, I'm Brad Barnett, president of Mountain High Appliance. As a local family-owned and operated company, we're proud of our long history of helping families build the kitchens of their dreams. Because kitchens are where families gather and reconnect, where they share stories from their day and make plans for the future. And we're honored that you've made the Mountain High family part of your family for the past three decades. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff are always eager to help, and we're the only place where you can try before you buy with hundreds of appliances hooked up live. But the service doesn't stop there. We also offer professional delivery and installation. So why shop anywhere else? Visit a Mountain High Appliance showroom today in Littleton, Louisville, or our Denver Clearance Center. Open Monday through Friday till 5.30, Saturday and Sunday till 5, or online at mountainhighappliance.com. Thank you.